This episode, Spicy Pork and Peanut Stew, in the pressure cooker. Welcome, I'm Bruce Weinstein. I'm the chef in Bruce and Mark. Hey there, and I'm Mark Scarborough. I'm the writer. I may be the chef, but today I'm getting out of the kitchen. Because I've got a secret. As a writer, I haven't cooked a thing in years. That's about to change. Mark's headed into the kitchen. Remember, he's a writer, and he gets easily distracted, usually by bourbon. Hey, watch it. I'm doing the cooking. And I'm going to help you out. And I'm going to guide him, and I'm going to give him tips, and I'm going to judge him. And so after 25 books, he can finally say, Hey, I fucking made that. I'm browning two-inch pieces of pork shoulder. It seems like ever since I started cooking for this podcast, I'm doing nothing but browning. I'm yeah, always browning. <laughs> I know. I've written a hundred zillion times that browning adds flavor and it has to be done and it has to be done well. But let me tell you what. It's easier to write about it than it is to do it. This is my just desserts. Mm, pork for dessert? Yum. <laughs> now, seriously, Mark is making a spicy pork and peanut stew. Well, sort of spicy, but we'll get to that later. Right now, his browning is just a chore. It is a chore. But there are some ways to make browning at least more effective and better for you, so you don't waste your time. Okay. Do not crowd the pan. Make sure there's some air between those pieces so that they can brown well and not steam. If they're too close together, they make steam and then they get gray. And the other thing is before you put them in the pan, blot each piece all over the paper towel. If it's dry, it'll brown better. And there are a couple ways to make browning more fun too right like you can put a podcast on Uh, you could (laughs) i could suggest this one you could put abba on Uh, yeah you could (laughs) or you know like this american life or other things that you want to put on put on a podcast while you're browning it's a cool thing to do in the kitchen and also i think every single recipe that i've ever written is missing a first step and the first step should always be open the wine how about open champagne yeah even better (laughs) no 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 this is (laughs) pork and peanut stew open the wine open a pinot noir so it should always start that way so open the wine get a glass going while you're browning. It is, but Mark is actually doing something new in our podcast. He's browning them in a pot on the stove, but that pot is a pressure cooker. Yay, the pressure cooker. It was our big book this last year. It's what got us on all the bestseller lists and sold us out on QVC. And I love pressure cooking. In fact, I even like it better than slow cooking because it's so much more like regular cooking. Slow cooker is a great tool, and I love to put something in in the morning and have it at the end of the day. But... Everything comes out of it very soft and kind of you know it was cooked in a slow cooker. When you take something out of a pressure cooker, you don't know that that wasn't done in the oven for four hours. Things come out perfect, but just fast. Well, I guess so. I, our book is really crazy because it, 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 it is the first pressure cooker book ever that writes every single recipe, 500 recipes, and everyone is written for an electric or a stovetop model, and there are subtle differences. So anyway, I'm doing this today in the stovetop cooker, and usually cooking demos, Bruce makes me work in an electric cooker. That's because electric cookers are easier, and you don't have to fuss with the heat under them to make sure you're always at the right pressure. Oh, thank you. And so I'm just trying to make your life easy. Oh, thank you. (laughs) But today, you're not using the electric, which is just really, you know, plug and play. Today, using a stovetop, so you have to be very careful once you add your liquid and you bring it to high pressure and you've got to maintain that heat just right to keep the pressure there. Oh, I'm stepping up to the big leagues and I'm working with a stovetop pressure cooker. I'm really wearing the big boy pants. Oh, you certainly know how to bring romance to our marriage. (laughs) Watch it. So the pork's done. Why don't you tell them what comes next? So the pork is done, meaning it's browned, and Mark has taken it out of the cooker and he's put it in a bowl, and now he's adding a 
large onion that's been thinly sliced, and he's going to saute that up in the fat in the pot with a tablespoon of fresh minced ginger and two teaspoons of minced garlic, and he's going to stir that around just until everything is softened. Great, that's looking pretty good. And now he's going to add a quarter cup of dry white wine and do what we call deglazing the pot, which is just scraping up all the brown bits under there and letting them dissolve into the wine to make a great sauce. It's always surprising to me how little liquid you use in a pressure cooker, and that's because a pressure cooker doesn't lose much liquid as it cooks. You don't have much evaporation. So if we were doing this in a stovetop braise for hours, which this would take with pork shoulder, we'd probably have to add quite a bit more liquid than this. But I'm just putting in a quarter cup here and then just a little more liquid, but hardly any at all later from the canned tomatoes. Yeah, the canned tomatoes will give us enough liquid and we're also not making a soup. We're making a stew, so we don't want this to be too liquidy. So I'm gonna stir in a crazy blend of one and three quarters cups diced tomatoes. That's a 14 and whatever that is, a half ounce, 14 three quarter <laughs> ounce, whatever it is canned. And a half a cup of creamy natural style peanut butter. And by natural style, I mean it doesn't have vegetable shortening added to it. It's just basically ground peanuts. And it doesn't have sugar either. Yeah, check the labels. And a tablespoon of chopped oregano leaves, a quarter teaspoon cayenne, a quarter teaspoon nutmeg, and a quarter teaspoon salt, and I'm feeling like that's not enough oregano, so I'm adding a little more because I want a little more. <laughs> Why not? So let's talk pressure cooker safety. Yeah, I pointed this cooker at the front of the house so we could get a bay window today. <laughs> Modern pressure cookers are way safer than the ones our grandmothers used. In fact, don't use the one your grandmother no, no, used. No, no, no. Well, I mean, people get these old things, or they find them at yard sales, and they want to use them, or they're nostalgic for the one their grandmother made, the one their grandmother used. But, you know, it's really not the best plan. No, those weren't made the way modern ones are made. The modern ones, exactly. you know, have these lid designs that lock on better. And they have a rubber gasket that helps protect you so the lids can't blow off. And you just have to do a couple things. you got to make sure that the gaskets are always clean and lightly oiled the way the manufacturers say. And you got to make sure that the steam valve that's there is always cleaned after you use it. Because if it gets clogged with food, then you could have a problem with steam building up and then the gasket might blow, which would blow down, not up. You're not going to get a new ceiling or a new window out of it. <laughs> exactly. And you can't really leave a pressure cooker alone. I know people like to set slow cookers going and go off to work or go about their day. Um, a pressure cooker, even an electric one, shouldn't be left alone. I mean, it doesn't mean you have to stand in the kitchen no. over it, but it does mean that you you, you don't want to like go out and mow the lawn while the pressure cooker is working. No, but yeah, the slow cooker was designed for that, and the pressure cooker is designed for you to be there with it. So just remember to replace the gasket the way the manufacturer says every few years, and you'll be fine. Other than that... There really are no worries, except for how much work the browning is. Oh, get over it. Open the wine. Didn't you already? Yeah, that was my bottle. Oh. You'll notice it's pretty quiet in here. That's because Mark has let the pressure in the pot drop naturally. Right. What do I mean by that? Well, 
look, when he had it at high pressure, there's a lot of pressure inside and it's boiling away and it's bubbling and there's a lot of pressure. And the only way that pressure is going to come down is to drop the temperature. And he did it naturally, meaning he turned off the heat and he let the pot sit by itself and slowly it dropped its temperature and therefore the pressure dropped. That's in contrast to a quick release mechanism, which is the other way that you open a pressure cooker in which you have to flip a switch or a valve or an unlock mechanism in some way and open it. Right, right? and all the steam comes shooting out at high pressure, safely I might add, and then the pressure drops that way. Every recipe is written so that you either do it quick or natural and you'll know that from the recipe and you can't alternate because, for example, in this case, the pork won't be done if we quick release it without letting it come to a natural long standing 20 minute drop that extra 20 minutes is actually cooking time because when you open it now right it's still bubbling in the pot there you go because it's superheated because what happens under pressure is that the liquids in the pot boil above their natural boiling point water boils at about 212 right at sea level 212 fahrenheit inside a pressure cooker it boils actually about 252 fahrenheit at sea level that's hot it is. And so even when we let it come back to natural pressure, it's still going to be bubbling. It's still actually going to be boiling because now at natural pressure, it's near 212 and bubbling. So all this matter is just to say it's hot in the pot. It is hot in the pot. I'm going to stir in two tablespoons of lime juice. And the lime juice is an essential ingredient in this recipe because the acid in the lime juice brightens the flavors and it highlights the peanut and it makes the heat of that cayenne balance so beautifully and if you put that lime juice in earlier the long intense pressure and heating would just kill the acid and it would flatten it out and this way putting it at the end we have the brightness and so all that's left is to serve it up and if you make that sound effect for your stupid judgment of my cooking i'm going to damn it Do I still get to taste the stew? Only because I love you. Mm. Okay, this smells amazing. That's kind of crazy because there was so much cayenne in that. Yeah. Yet it doesn't taste very hot. Now, that's the thing about pressure cookers and chilies and capsaicin. The intense pressure and the higher heat kind of destroys the capsaicin. So no matter how hot you like things, you're going to have to add more chilies to get the heat. You know, I'm just dumbfounded. That this thing can take a pork shoulder and in under an hour, I mean, we've got a cooking time and then we have a release time, natural release. But yep. still, we're talking under an hour. We can get pork shoulder tender. I, I, I still, I've written an entire book <laughs> <laughs> and sold out on QVC multiple times with it. And I still can't believe it happens. It's just. It's an amazing tool. I love is. the pressure cooker. And it, it makes such a great sauce. It makes a complex, deep, rich sauce. I mean, it's amazing. It is. So besides the fact that this is delicious, what else did you learn today? Well, I learned that I still think I like the electric pressure cooker better than <laughs> the stovetop one. I mean, it's it's a more controlled environment. I feel I don't have to monitor a flame all the time. It's just easier. It all is the ways round. It'll take a little longer to cook in the electric, but it, it's much easier. It does, but... I, I I love a pressure cooker. And? Well, I'm really getting into eating spicier and spicier foods these days. I mean, seriously. And I am reminded again that pressure cookers are like the monster that ate the hot stuff. <laughs> so it, I, I put some sliced jalapenos on mine. And I think that that's a great way to go. I, I mean, this would be good with sour cream or cheddar or sure. mint scallions or Yum. anything like that Yum. on it. And what else did you learn? 
Yet you're never going to give up this damn tasting and judgment thing. <laughs> hey, after 19 years together, it's time I get to judge your cooking. You get to say so on everything I make for our books. Damn straight. Do we have another bottle of wine? Please check out our brand new class on Craftsy.com about making the most of your pressure cooker. We've got recipes, tips, tricks, and tons more. Plus, you'll get to ask us questions as you work through the recipes with us in video lessons. This recipe for pork and peanut stew is from our best-selling cookbook, The Great Big Pressure Cooker Book, with 500 recipes, and every one of them is designed with specifics for both electric and stovetop pressure cookers. It's available wherever fine books are sold, but you'll also find this on our website, bruceandmark.com. Check it out. Pork shoulder and peanut stew. I fucking made that, and we are still drinking wine.